Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. And welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady called Andrea Sims. She is from America and she has her own page called Single Moms Be Like. It's really fresh and witty and powerful in regards to the messaging behind it and um, Andrea is also a mum mentor and um, she she's a creator of single mum healing method now we're going to find out a little bit more about the single mum healing method and about Andrea's story and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on um she's got a massive following guys so please make sure you check out her page please tell the audience a bit about yourself and your single mummy story Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. So my name's Andrea and I just to like kind of tell this long story short. Um, I'm a mom of four daughters. So I got pregnant with my first daughter at 19. Um, and we got married. I married who I was with in high school and, um, we had three more daughters. So in my twenties, I had three girls, got married, got divorced. Um, and then came around again, tried it again a second time, got remarried to the same person again. That also ended in divorce. Um, and so during that time, I just remember, man, it it is a struggle when you are in a relationship that you're trying to save, right? That you're trying to like hold on to. It feels like you're walking on ice every single day. And just hoping it doesn't break. And um, and that's kind of like how I spent my 20s. I mean, there was a lot of great moments with my kids and having them and everything. But there was a lot of heartache, too, just trying to save my marriage. So when it when I actually became a single mom and was like, okay, I'm not going backwards anymore, I had to commit to just kind of figuring this out and rebuilding myself. Um, and so I started just going inward and really just... I took seven years, seven years of never talking to anyone, never dating, not putting myself out there, seven years of just healing, rebuilding, creating memories with my kids and just reestablishing peace in my life. Cause I felt for so long, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and over that time, that's how I created the single mom healing method. Um, I've been mentoring single moms for the past five years, um, in their healing journey. And now today I can tell you that I have met the person that I know God has intended for me. Yes. And why don't you do it? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, and we're engaged and we have a daughter and, um, 
my life right now is in that next chapter. It's everything that I prayed for. It's everything that I healed for, prepared for. Um, And so now I'm living what most of us will have in the next chapter of single mom life. And that's blended family life. And that's, you know, even when you get remarried and you're not a single mom anymore, if that happens or you enter into a relationship, you still have the journey of being a single mom because now you're blending families. You're, you might become a step parent or, you know, in all of these other things that maybe traditional families don't deal with, these are things that you will forever have in your life. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of a little story about me. That I have so many questions. So you have all girls now then I take it, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so I we have I have my three girls yeah. from my previous marriage yeah. and then my fiance has a daughter and then yeah. we had a, another daughter. So we actually have five girls in our home. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> a whole cheerleading squad. It, it is. <laughs> Um, Andrea, in regards to the story, like your your personal story, so you said that you you broke up with your ex partner, then you got back together, and then you then came to the realization that I can't carry on doing this. Um, I get with um on my social media a lot of DMs from women that are actually married right now, and they feel like single moms, and um they they say to me, um, and it's really heartbreaking sometimes because they're like, look. I want to do this thing called single motherhood, but I'm so afraid they're crippled with being um, left alone. And one of the pieces of advice that I give them is that, look, if you are lonely whilst you're with someone, you are already alone. So you as well, just do the damn thing, just rip off the bandage. But I want to know from you something that could also encourage other mums listening. What was it? Like, I know your podcast is actually called Turning Point, but what was the turning point for you? Yeah, so, so, okay. Um, And I don't go into, because my, my kids, obviously, they're getting older and stuff, but I dealt with infidelity. I dealt with oh. just things like that. And sometimes you don't have a choice, right? Sometimes you try so hard to hold on to something, thinking it will get better, thinking you can make it through. If you change enough, then this will be okay. He will be happy. He will want to stay. Things like that, right? You go through this, but then sometimes it's it's just not meant to be, right? I mean, and, and that's what happened. So for me, it was just dealing with that realization. Okay. So here we are. And now this happened. And, um, and so now we've got to move forward. Right. And we just like, I can't keep doing this anymore. It's it just, you lose yourself so much and it's so isolating. And so you are constantly living in, in a state of uneasiness when you're in a relationship like that, that eventually it's like, man, at some point you just have to say, I I've tried my best. You look in the mirror and you say, I did everything I could and it just, it didn't work. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think oftentimes before someone actually has has a divorce, they actually have to divorce the life that they had. And I think ultimately that's like the scariest thing to actually you're you're kind of stepping into a dark room. It's the unknown. And sometimes we're more afraid of the unknown than the the known. But yeah, let's talk about your your um podcast turning point because I actually love it and I listened to a couple of episodes and I feel like you're very obviously I know you said that your kids are getting older so you can't really share as much you because yeah but you are very open in, in the podcast. So please explain the purpose surrounding it and yeah what what the aim is. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's actually turning pages. <laughs> but you know what? People, I've heard that one other time someone's like turning point. I'm like, no, turning pages, but T and P, it's super like confusing. But so, okay, turning pages. So, yes, I obviously like as your kids get older, you don't want to put all your business out there because that's their dad, right? And they love him. But this, my podcast is really about, it's about the woman. It's about who is listening. It's about the single mom in in your healing, regardless of why, who, what. This is seriously an inward journey, right? And um, and so we just talk about that and we talk about the struggles. We talk about ways to make things easier and just getting through it. And I think really to just know you're not alone, like yeah. you are not alone on this journey. Oh, that's awesome. And that's very refreshing. And apologies for getting it wrong. <laughs> so no worries. <laughs> what advice and um, would you give to single mums in regards to overcoming shame after divorce? Could you share some of the helpful tips that you you actually implemented to overcome? Yeah. So I think one of the most powerful things that I heard was uh, by Brene Brown. And she talks about everybody's going to have an opinion on your life, right? Everybody's going to have things to say. They think they know. But they're in the seats watching and you're actually in the arena, right? So they're on the cheap seats, high up top, sitting with some popcorn, throwing it in their mouth, talking about you who's down there, blood, sweat, and tears on the court, in the arena, living this life. And they don't know. And I think once I kind of heard her describe it that way, you know, it's a very humbling experience when you have to tell yourself, look, everybody isn't going to know the truth here and people are going to judge and they are going to have opinions, but giving yourself the gift of releasing that burden of trying to control what others think or say is one of the biggest things I think that as you go through a breakup or divorce or become a single mom that that you need to be able to do because mm-hmm. um, you'll drive yourself crazy. You're literally going to hand the keys to someone else and say, drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why? You know? So I think that is the first thing. And the second thing I, um, I heard a statistic that 40% of people raising children are a part of blended families right now. So 40% of people out here are raising children in blended families. Mm -hmm. So what that tells me is that the traditional quote unquote family of a, of a mom and dad married in a home, raising kids happily ever after is not the only traditional way. There's other families. There's other ways that, that people are raising their kids in, in love and um, support. And so to know that you're not alone and there truly is no shame in in how you're doing this and what your family looks like and I think it's something that people don't really talk about a lot in regards to the blended family aspect and how to navigate that I think everyone just talks about the single motherhood but they don't talk about like the jump in the hurdle and how you you navigate that new story that new chapter in your life um I wanted to speak to you about like addressing negative inner voice because I feel like we as especially as single moms we have like um the inner critic is a bit louder because you are doing it solo dolo so how yes. did you address like the the your the negative inner critic and how did you manage to tell her to sleep <laughs> or put her on yeah, screen sure. <laughs> yeah. okay I, I I actually I I love talking about this but real quickly I want to go back so when you said about shame with so single moms and with the 40% blended families, when I say that, what I'm thinking is those 40% blended families were single moms at one point, right? So when you get to that 
that point, well, there was a season when you were a single parent, you were a single mom. And so to just know that you're not alone in that, you know, because gosh, it's common. Um, But okay, so let's talk about negative thoughts and negative voices. So the first thing is this, you can't control the thoughts and feelings that pop into your head, but you do control how long it stays. So as you know, you're going to have that voice inside your head that's going to pop up with these thoughts and we can't control that but you do get to control how long it stays there. I think that one of the things that I teach my clients is especially as single moms. You know, everybody talks about this this first level of healing when it's you're healing from the stuff that everyone saw. So if he cheated, if he lied, if he walked out, if he was never involved in helping with your child, you're by yourself, like you have to heal. That's that first level of healing. You can talk about it, other people see it. They know about it and it's easy to put words to it, right? So that's that first level of healing. But then there's the second level of healing and it usually comes a little bit more into your single mom journey. So it wouldn't be necessarily in the beginning because you're addressing the the stuff that's seen first. The second level of healing is what you need to do and it's not talked about and it's not seen and it actually... It comes from all of the time you spent in a negative or toxic relationship. So every day when you got up and you looked in the mirror and you told yourself, something's wrong with me. I need to be prettier or skinnier. I need to be less than or more than, because if I can do that, I can make him happy. I can make him stay. I can make him love me. And when we wake up like that every single day and we think these things and we tell ourselves these things, we create these inner beliefs about ourselves, right? We start to form this inner voice and um, and it runs deep. It's like deeply buried in us because if you've been in a relationship that was toxic and negative and you're trying to save it, all you can think about is what can I do to change this? How can I be better? How can I be more? Which means something's wrong with me, right? And you're dealing with the rejection that you aren't loved or you aren't enough or you're too much. So now let's fast forward to months or weeks or years later, and you're no longer in that relationship and you're okay because you don't want to go backwards and you don't, you see what nonsense that was. But the problem is you still have these deep inner beliefs in this voice that was formed in the time that you spent trying to save that relationship. Now, here's the thing. This has nothing to do with him because you chose every day to get up and think these things. I understand why you did because you wanted to save your relationship and and you valued it. So you took that on, right? But you chose to look in the mirror every day and think this. You created this voice inside of your head. You took this on even though it was never true. And so now years later, months later, here you are and you've healed from that first level of stuff but you struggle with self-confidence. You struggle with self-worth. You don't even want to think about dating or finding true healthy love again because you would never want to take a chance on that or make yourself vulnerable to that because you were rejected from it, right? And so it's healing that inner voice, those inner beliefs That's the work that you do as a single mom. That's the rebuilding that you do for you, not as a mom, not as a wife, not for your next person you're with, but truly for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And you do discuss it in regards to the stages of healing, which I was going to touch upon next. So what are like the four stages of healing? All right. So I 
what I've done is in, in my own journey and also working with single moms over the past five years, I've identified that there's four stages of healing, right? The first stage, and I'm going to give you a visual. It's like you're at rock bottom. You're, you're the pieces of your life are shattered on rock bottom and everything that was normal is gone. And you're just sitting there in disbelief. It's a very, very emotional phase. It's, um, you know, you, you feel anger, disbelief. You're just shattered. Your life is shattered on rock bottom, right? And then there's, there's, there's the next stage. And this is where you start to gather the pieces of your life together from rock bottom. You're not putting the pieces together, but you're slowly starting to gather the pieces into a pile. You're starting to become used to what is now normal. Um, you aren't as emotional, although you're still struggling with just all of the emotions of, of everything in the first two stages of healing. This is that first level too. It's like, you're dealing with, you know, what everyone can see, what led to that breakup. Then you get into level three and this is stage three. And this is kind of the middle healing stage. This is where you're starting to take these pieces of your life and put them together, right? You've created this pile. And so you're putting the pieces together. You're starting to have peace in your life. You're not looking backwards as much anymore. You don't have so much anger and resentment. You might still get triggered by things, but you don't stay there for long. You're establishing peace in your life and peace for your kids as well. And you're starting to think about forward. Like, what would it feel like to do life with someone else? What would, what, you know, what am I excited about? Things like that. Then the final stage of healing is, is stage four. And this is the mosaic. You have put the pieces of your life together and they're all these broken pieces that you've put together beautifully. And it's a mosaic that is now you, you've rebuilt yourself. Um, and, and this is that, that end stage of healing. So you're not triggered anymore. You aren't, you know, you can see what used to once trigger you and now you can see your growth for it, or you can see purpose and reason your eyes are forward and, um, you're just in a really great place. So that's kind of the four stages that I've identified. So with the four stages, because I know that when in the intro, when you were introducing yourself, you said that it took you seven years to actually start dating again. Um, I feel like with the four stages of healing, a lot of I love the analogy. And I think that a lot of times some, some single moms stay at number one because and that becomes their, their identity because I was there for a while. So hence why I can, I'm speaking to myself as I say this. And I think that the woe is me, oh, this shouldn't have happened. It stays there, becomes like a comfortable blanket that you don't want to take off. But then whilst I feel like you then start moving along, in your mind or in my mind, I I started feeling that, but if I could make a poor decision and land me in this situation, how can I trust my decision makings going forward? So what advice would you give to a single mom listening that, look, I would love to be at stage four but I'm so afraid of the the, you know of where I'm at yeah Yeah. okay so first of all timing is different for everyone so you're gonna bounce in and out of these stages you're it's not a linear process it's more a back and forth Mm -hmm. and you a lot of people do spend a lot more time in stage one than others and here's the reason why because Time does not just automatically heal you, right? Time will give you more of what you focus on. So if you think of your life as a garden, right? 
and your thoughts and your beliefs and what you're focusing on, these are the seeds that you're planting in your garden. So you may be planting seeds of anger, resentment, trying to understand why, thinking about how unfair it is. If that's what you're thinking about and focusing on, those are the seeds that you're planting. And then time just waters and give sunlight to those seeds, right? And so then you grow this garden, which is your life. And that's why some people get stuck in phase one, because that's, that's all they're planting in their life. And time just grows those seeds. But if you start to get intentional with your healing, right, and you start to really dive in, then you will start planting the seeds of healing and growth and forgiveness and releasing and faith and time will water those seeds. And that is how you move through these stages of healing. Right. So I just wanted to share that because it's so normal to get stuck. And, and that's the exact reason why. Um, but okay. So how do you, if you're stuck in a stage, how do you move to the next? Like, I want to be there with my beautiful mosaic in stage four, but I don't know how. Yeah. So Um, And that's why I created the single mom healing method, because I believe that you have to be intentional and you, if you don't, you only know what you know, right? So you have to allow yourself to be guided by podcasts like this, by books, by mentors, people who have climbed this mountain and they've written the guide on how, and they're like, Hey, I'm here. I've climbed this mountain 20 times. I know how we're going to do this follow me, let's go. And in the first step to that is making the decision. You have to be able to let go of being the victim of your story, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. When you focus on telling your story in stage one, you're most likely the victim. You've probably been rejected, cheated, lied. He's not taking care of you, the kid, whatever it is, you're the victim. And when you tell your story, people are like, oh my, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he's doing this right and we get so comfortable in that victim state and and it's it's rightfully so like it is unbelievable it is unfair right but here's the thing in order to make the decision to move through the stages you have to let go of the role of victim in your life and now you need to choose the role of hero so that means you have to stop focusing on what was done to you stop focusing on talking about it telling people about it listening and now you got to get your eyes forward and make the decision i'm going to become the hero now i'm no longer the victim mm-hmm. so making the decision is the first step in this and then i use the single mom healing method we focus on paying attention to our thoughts, reprogramming our inner beliefs. You have to go back to that time that all those deep beliefs were formed and you have to reprogram that voice inside of your head with the truth, right? And you have to, and this isn't something that just happens quickly. Just like it took a long time to form that voice and those beliefs, it takes a while to reprogram yourself. Um, But through mental awareness, through visualization and being supported and thinking more about your future than your past and having techniques to kind of reprogram that voice in your head, you're able to move to that last stage of healing. That's true. No, you're completely right. We have to reprogram our minds. And it's so funny how like with phones, if you've got like an iPhone or Android, sometimes it will ask you to back up or it will ask you to 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 update the data. But we update our, our phones, we we but we don't upgrade on yes oh I like yes <laughs> so we honestly yeah. need to just yeah take a step back and just 
think and my pastor said it to me before actually I think I shared it on a podcast and she said that every day when you open up your closet to go to work or to go out you pick which outfits you want to wear so you can pick your thoughts you know you can get a triggering thought or get an intrusive thought and be like nope this is not my reality just just one and it's not something that happens overnight but I would rather know that I'm making progress and yes. the reason why I called the podcast the happy single moms podcast is because people were so shocked as to why I was happy they're like oh you're a single mom and I'm like okay <laughs> clutching my invisible pearls am I meant to be sad <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah you have to just go against the grain and be happy yeah. and I've always said that imagine if your kids I feel like kids kind of like pay it forward you know like if they have a good childhood by God's grace then they 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 would raise kids that are happy and they would raise yeah. kids that are happy so if you know that you are currently in stage one think about the kind of mum your kids will have when you're yes. in stage four if you don't do it for for yourself do it yeah. for them. let them see absolutely a happy mum let them see a healed mum that to be honest your children's children will thank you you know they will still yeah. remember that grandma used to smile every day baking cookies yes. and cakes and watching TikToks. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. You know, I heard one of the biggest predictors of how your children will handle life is how you handle life. Woo. So when you get knocked down, how are you going to handle this? Are you staying knocked down? Are you going to get back up? Are you going to choose to heal? Are you going to choose to release or not? Because your kids are watching you and you're laying the foundation for them because It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when life is going to knock all of us down. And you have the blessing right now to teach your children while they're in your home how to handle difficult times. If life was perfect and you never experienced this, this, um, you know, struggle, then you would never be able to show your kids how to handle this. So when life knocks them down, they're going to fall back on the foundation that they watched you lay. And that's a blessing that we have as single moms. Yeah. And the thing is, you're completely right. Kids, they watch us so much. They, it's not do as I do, it's do, do as they see, to be fair, because yeah, they watch you. And I remember a couple of, when is it, a couple of years ago, I used to just wonder why is my son, my son would just randomly come in my room, give me a kiss and a hug and he'll just go. Yeah. And I just, he was thinking, why does this kid do this? But then I clocked that I just go, in, go into his room and just give him a little kiss and a cuddle and I just leave. So he was yeah. emulating. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. he's doing. So just yeah. imagine if, I don't know, like someone cuts you off in traffic and you're like, God bless you, instead of throwing them the. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. They're watching. They're always watching. They're watching. But okay, so we're coming there. We're nearing the end of the podcast. Okay. But I want to ask you two questions, yeah? First question I want to ask you is about co-parenting. I'm not in co I don't do co-parenting because it's just solo dolo over here. However, okay. to the mums that are co-parenting that are finding it hard, maybe they were co-parenting with a narcissist, maybe the co-parent has moved on very quickly. What helpful tips can you give to single mums listening to kind of not look into their garden I like the garden analogy so yes not watch their garden and not to try and parent them and make them the perfect parent or how they should do it so what helpful tips would you give to single moms yeah so and I I do have a co-parenting relationship that is 
something that I've worked really hard for and it's it's where I want it to be now. Does that mean we always get along? No. Does that mean there's times I have to like say, you know what, we need a 24 hour break before we talk about this again? Absolutely. And was it difficult to get here? Yeah, it was. I mean, there were times in the beginning where my parents had to be the third party to exchange the kids because it was so volatile emotionally for me, right? Um, And then when you enter in bringing girlfriends and, you know, women around your children and it's early on, it's difficult. Um, So I think what I did and what I teach my clients is make the decision right now with the end in mind. With the end in mind, what type of co-parenting relationship would you love to have? Now, I don't care where you are now, and I don't care how volatile it is now. But with the end in mind, what would you like for yourself and the peace in your life and also your kids? And then from there, you have to start focusing on what you can control. And what you can control is coming from a, a healed place. If you're super triggerable, then dealing with the person that's probably caused the most hurt in your life, that's going to be difficult and he's going to trigger you all the time, right? So it's like you have to commit to your healing because that's something you can control. And then you need to kind of, this is where genuine forgiveness comes in as well. And this isn't about them. This is about you no longer carrying the burden of anger, hurt, and resentment. When you commit to healing, you'll start to have this genuine forgiveness and this burden will be lifted off you. Um, and, and so that's also one way to become untriggerable by your co-parent. And then lastly, I would say healthy boundaries. If you come from a genuine place of love for your children and you are coming from a place of healing and you truly want what's best for your kids, then you can put these healthy boundaries in place and he may not like it. The family may not like it, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's what is, feels good for you and you know is right from your kids. Now, if you still have a heart that's, you know, if it's malicious or if it's so, so angry and spiteful, then that's a different story. But but when you come from a place of, look, I truly want to keep my eyes forward. And even though I feel hurt right now, I'm, I'm going to work to release this. And then you figure out what type of boundaries are going to work for you and your kids. And then you hold to them. So, yeah, I can't add anything to that. That's amazing um, information that you've given people. So ask you because um, you've mentioned that you are currently engaged and you are getting married now how was the dating process because they're just a bunch of hyenas over here in the UK <laughs> <laughs> actually no god forgive me they're not hyenas but yeah so like how was the dating process and how is it dating as a single mom is it the first thing you because I've had I've had I've spoken to people on the podcast before and they said that they've done online dating and they will put on their profile which I wouldn't do personally but they'll put on a profile single mom like how was the dating process for you and how did you know that he's the one and how did you know also having children safeguarding as well as something that constantly I as I because I worked in social services for a while so I'm always constantly thinking that can I trust this person with my child is this a person God wants for me is he a prayerful man is he a Christian is he genuine tell me how you did it girl (laughs) okay um all right so what I did first was I think that you need to know what you're looking for um, and so that for me was a list it in not a list of he needs to look like this and own these things, but 
right now in this season of being a single mom, you're healing and you're preparing for your next chapter. And part of that is to know what it is that you want. What what type of partner do you want in your life? And you need to be clear about it. So it it requires taking time to sit down and prayerfully think about what it is that you want. Because if you don't get clear right now when you're single on what you want, you're going to rely on a dating app to suggest who's a good match. Or you're going to rely on a friend to say, I have a friend of a friend who would be a good match. And I just wouldn't want to rely on a dating match or a friend to tell me who's going to be a good match for me and my children, right? So right now in this season of your life, you need to start thinking about this. And and maybe not if you're in the first two stages of healing, but in stage three and stage four, start to get some clarity and write it down. You are not going to know what you're looking for unless you know, right? It's like getting in a car. Are you going to, you're not going to get to your destination without a map or without GPS or right. So like, you got to know what it is that you want. And also you need to know, so you can pray for discernment because I do believe that God has your person out there and that person is praying for you to come into his life. He's preparing for you to come into his life. And, um, and you've got to you've got to do this this whole dating and and all of that with prayer and with discernment. So making your list and getting clear on who it is that you want and what you value in a person is so vital. And this is crazy, but I made my list and I would look at it every two or three days. I'd just think about it. I'd pray on it. I'd even in like my times where I was starting to get lonely or, whoa, it's been five years. Am I actually going to meet someone? Like, I don't know. I'd have to go back to my list and say, God would not place this desire in my heart without giving me a way to make it happen. And I trust him and I trust his timing. Right. Um, so, so getting clarity on what it is that you want in a partner is important. And then, um, I think that you just have to to open up. I think so often we're guarded and we're walled. I, I didn't do online dating. The way that I met my person, I would have never even known. We worked together and um, we became friends and it was truly just friends. He's, I would never have seen myself with him, but we started hanging out. We started, our kids started spending time together and I don't know, over a couple of years, it just kind of led into more. It's like the most perfect, amazing thing. And I remember when he said to me, you know, I feel so privileged to be able to be with my best friend. And that was something that I wrote down on my list that I wanted to know that he valued me as a best friend because I never had that. I was always begging for time, begging, right? And, um, so I don't know what your journey is going to look like. I don't know who it is, how you'll meet him, where you'll meet him or when. But the most important thing is to get clarity so you have discernment and so you can pray. And then number two, open up your heart. If you give your heart to God, you can trust that God will put your heart in the right hands when you move and you you live your life that way. Now, is dating fun? And are you going to come up and maybe meet some crazy people? You're like, oh my God, no way. Absolutely, Right. But because you're so clear on what it is that you want and value, those people will not stay in your life. And you can trust and build and have confidence that you'll you'll make the right choice when you heal the right way and when you when you rebuild yourself the right way. Yeah. And I yeah, what you said about actually having writing it down, being specific, being smart, you have to know what you want. And 
oftentimes when people will tell me that I've met someone and I like them and I'm like okay what do you like about them and they're like oh uh, uh he's just he's a nice guy I'm like okay but what do you yes. like about them and sometimes we don't actually know why we like someone and you have to know what your deal breakers are because people will they'll push they'll push push boundaries and if you have a standard and mm-hmm. people aren't meeting it you even want you want a standard for your children you want a standard yeah. for your best friend because we're the ones that always giving our girlfriends advice as to he shouldn't be doing this so why not yourself be your own best friend in regards to if you're dating someone and it's new and his words are not matching with his actions you know we yeah. have to be able to trust the person that we are with but yeah I think taking your time out today is is so and so it, it, taking your time out to heal then today is 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 very very important because it's not only you it's your children you know yeah. your kids have to be involved as as a single mom but yeah I wanted to say <laughs> because this has been so informative I love it um where can people find you on social media and um what uh, tell us a bit more about your services and if you got anything planned because I know we're just at the beginning of the year anything planned for the year Yes. Okay. So I am at single underscore moms underscore B underscore like. So single moms be like in an underscore under each word. I also have um, a podcast called Turning Pages with Andrea. Um, I uh, Right now I have a free masterclass. It's 35 minutes. The link is in my Instagram bio. It's um, the masterclass is letting go to move on. So when you put your name and email, you'll get instant access to it. And basically, I teach you the three simple techniques that you can do when that thought pops up into your head or that feeling that you no, no longer want. These three techniques are how you stop it and then replace it with your truth. And over time, doing that will help you kind of release those old unwanted thoughts and feelings and create new ones. So if you want the free masterclass, um, it's it's linked up in my bio. I also am going to be opening up my mentorship soon. It's the Single Mom Healing Mentorship. Um, and this is, we. It's, it's all Single Mom Healing Methods. So it's a self-paced video training library. We have group calls. We have a community of other single moms we're keeping eyes forward and healing. And then um, there's one-on-one calls with me to kind of guide you through this on an individual basis. So if you're interested in any of those things, you can definitely reach out and um, the links are in my Instagram bio. I just want to say thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. When I get there.